Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Lime Ninja Radio. I am your host, McKay Rippey, and sitting next to me in the studio is Aurora. Uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> and today we have a special guest, Gabrielle Schneider. But before we get into Gabrielle's story, Gabriella's story, we have to talk about our driveway. Yes, this week has been the week of getting stuck in the driveway because up here in upstate New York, it has finally, finally gotten warm enough for things to actually start melting. So rather than the nice pack of snow that we've been having on the ground, I now have six to eight inches of slush that melt, refreeze, and then melt again and just create these huge ruts that all of our little two-wheel drive cars cannot get out of it's very sad don't feel too bad for us we do have a jeep with four-wheel drive but then we have to carpool so that takes a whole nother level of organization yes especially with three generations who definitely need it every yes. now and grandma then. needs to go to zumba i need to go to work mom needs to go to work and then i need to go to work so it's paul it's been- paul are we going into town <laughs> It's an adventure sometime, but this also means that we're getting into sap season, so uh, maple syrup season, I should say. Yeah, spring is definitely on its way. Aurora, why don't you tell us about Gabriella? Okay. Gabriella Schneider believes she was bitten as a child, though it wasn't until five years ago that she started feeling the effects of Lyme disease. In 2011, she says her body completely deteriorated, which led to doctor visits and an eventual Lyme disease diagnosis. But even before her diagnosis of chronic neurological Lyme, she knew food was a big factor in overall health. She follows a paleo-ketogenic diet by choice, but also part of her IV and diet medical protocol, and inspired to learn more after Lyme disease incited many food allergies. She taught herself knowledge about the body and how food affects it. She uses this knowledge to heal herself from all of the damage the Lyme spirochetes created. Gabriella is a Primal Blueprint certified expert and has been featured on blogs such as The Paleo Mom, The Primal Palette, and Nourish, Balance, Thrive. She is healing through a personalized autoimmune keto approach to eating, a combination of ketogenic and Sarah Ballantyne's autoimmune paleo protocol. She also has a blog where she posts information on Lyme disease, paleo recipes, and her experiences with the disease and healing. Thanks, Aurora. Here's Gabriella Schneider. Gabriella, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> Good. Tell me about Lyme disease, how you got it. Well, we believe it was through a tick. When I was younger, around the age of six or seven, we're not for certain. Um, I've seen ticks on me, of course, when I was little and we had picked them off and we didn't really think much of it, um, until in my, until like my middle, middle school years. But that's how we think that it originated from. And what part of the country do you live? Uh, I'm in Connecticut. Okay. So, yeah. It's not a big stretch, then. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
not at all. And then when were you diagnosed or have you officially been diagnosed? Yes, I was officially diagnosed in the year of 2011 um, when I, I started experiencing minor symptoms when I was in late middle school, early high school years, but we didn't really connect the dots and they weren't so debilitating that I couldn't function. I could still do school and somewhat do sports. So we just didn't really pay too much attention to it because we thought they were just growing pains or something like that. So then in the summer of 2011, though, um, more symptoms started coming up and they were pretty mysterious and they were rotating. So they would come one month and then go away. And so that's another reason why we didn't think much of it. But then in 2011 um, is when I hit my brick wall and I literally, like my body collapsed um, and just gave out over like one day and since then um obviously that's when my like my big struggle with Lyme started um so it was I got my official diagnosis probably uh let's say six months or around six months after I hit my brick wall um through a nature path I believe or it was for my line litter doctor. I don't remember which one. I think they both found it in blood work. So even living in Connecticut and being kind of having weird symptoms on and off for a few years and then hitting a brick wall, it still took six months. Yeah. Um, well, of course, my general pediatrician doctor, um, he didn't really acknowledge it and I'm not even sure we tried. No, we probably did try and get testing from him. Obviously it didn't show. And then that's when we went to the nature path and she said she could do more extensive testing. And then, um, and then my, and then it took, it took a very long time to get into the Lyme litter doctor. Yeah. And then he did a bunch of testing, um, and he found it very, he found it, he found it, but it was very faint. And hmm. that's why we believe that I got it sometime when I was younger because of how faint it was in my blood that had been there for so long. Hmm. Interesting. So did you go through the whole antibiotic thing? And Well, before the Lyme, my Lyme letter doctor figured it out and we were just working with the nature path. We did some doxycycline at the beginning because just in case, kind of like a precaution thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's all my that's all my pediatrician would give me. Um, and of course, it wasn't that much. It was only a couple of weeks. And then by the time I, I didn't really see any improvements with that and didn't really do anything at all um, until. So it wasn't until I saw my Lyme litter doctor and he officially found that it was Lyme through all his testing. Um, he just, he told me that because it was so faint, it would be, it was not active enough to treat it with antibiotics. Mm -hmm. So instead he had me do, 
um, an I, uh, treatment, an IVID treatment to treat the small nerve damage that it caused. Okay. So that's, I never really did a lot of antibiotics besides the very beginning. And then later on, I did some rounds for co-infections. Right. But I never did IV antibiotics. Interesting. Interesting. So then, so then how did you get interested in paleo? Because I visited your website and you are Miss Paleo. <laughs> yeah. So that began probably, so when I hit my brick wall, that 2011 summer, um, my neurological symptoms got progressively worse throughout at like every week or month that went by, everything progressively got worse. But also my GI issues got progressively worse mm -hmm. very quickly. And by December of 2011, I there was absolutely nothing I could eat, it seemed like. And we actually, I, I lost a lot of weight, and that's when we found that I had a compressed celiac artery. Um so after I got surgery to release that, it was kind of like starting all over again and figuring out what my body could handle and what I could eat because for the past six or eight months, everything just got like wiped off of my plate. Right. <laughs> so that's when I found paleo because I was experimenting with the gluten-free, dairy-free, um, all soy-free, sugar-free, corn-free, all that, um, because that's what I had found helpful in the month before I hit my brick wall. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, I mean, you take out some of the big factors and you pretty much get paleo. So that's, in a nutshell, that's how I found it. And then, so what do you find, why do you think that's, let me ask it this way, why do you think that's important? I mean, a lot of people just talk about, okay, just get me the right antibiotics and we'll kill those suckers and then I'll be fine. Uh, yeah, right. So, <laughs> um, I know well, it's, a, it's a setup question. I happen to agree with you very much, by the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, okay. So I personally use paleo as a way, I see it as more so as support for my body whereas like antibiotics yeah I can kill the Lyme spirochetes and the co-infections and stuff but I still need and I feel like that's like coming at the infection from the top and but then like paleo allows me to support my body from the bottom up from the station mm -hmm. so through it I I'm able to I might not necessarily be killing an infection, but I'm trying to, I see it as my like personal way of supporting my body from the ground up and making it so that it has the potential and the ability to fight off any effect of the Lyme that it possibly can. Yeah, very good. And have you talked to other people who've been helped by paleo with and Lyme disease? Um, I have found some through my blog, like ever so slowly, I'm finding more that are on a paleo diet. I don't personally, like I've, I haven't personally met anyone, mm -hmm. but I, through social media, I definitely have. 
Yeah, interesting. And I saw also there that you mentioned Sarah Ballantyne. We interviewed her, uh, I don't know, almost two months ago, I think. And I think she has a lot to offer with even that step beyond with the autoimmune protocol. And have have you done that as well? Yeah. Um, so probably like halfway through experimenting with paleo and, re- and committing to it and realizing that it really helped. I started noticing that things like nightshades and eggs and nuts and seeds and all those things were really just inflammatory to my body. Yeah. Um, and that's right around the same time that I found Dr. Sarah Ballantyne's work. And I, I was like, okay, this is definitely real and helpful. So yes, I have, I have done the protocol and I pretty much eat, um, I've been able to reintroduce some foods. But I pretty much eat autoimmune paleo on a daily basis with, like, a few exceptions of the things that I've been able to reintroduce after I was on it for, I mean, I started eating that way, like, a year ago. So after I did six to eight months of figuring out, um, like, the elimination phase of the protocol, then I was able to reintroduce something. But, yes, I found it very helpful. And are you finding that your gut is healing and like slowly you mentioned you can introduce, you've introduced some things like what have you reintroduced? Um, I, so in the elimination phase, uh, one of the first things, well, not first things, but one of the first things that you can reintroduce is like seed based spices or condiments. So I've been able to reintroduce mustard and I can also, I think grass-fed dairy is on the first phase or something. So I've been able to reintroduce uh, raw sheep yogurt. Oh, cool. Um, in moderation, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, that that is another successful one. And then I can handle some seed-based spices. So that would be like cardamom and I think nutmeg is one. I'm not sure. But so small things, but it's it's slow, of course, but it's definitely helping. And what do you tell your friends who say, "Oh, I could never do that," like that? There's no <laughs> way, and no way I could live without, I don't know, cardamom. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I don't have many. Okay, so through Lyme, I've definitely. I mean, when you have a chronic illness you definitely learn who your true friends are. So I don't have many people around me that are like looking at me and being like, Oh, I don't know. Like they, they understand what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So they don't necessarily say, Oh, I can't like, I don't know how you're doing it, but they they definitely think it's hard. But, um, what do I tell them? Is that, is that what you asked? Yeah. I mean, how do you respond and how do you, how do you keep the strength to keep going? Well, because we're constantly, you know, if you go out anywhere, if you watch television, there's somebody eating some stuff in their face uh, with a donut or something. Um, well, okay, personally, I've been at it for long enough that most of that doesn't even bother me just because I know, like, I've been taken to such extremes with how my body reacts to food and how I know my body reacts to food that mm-hmm. I honestly 
would do anything to not be in those situations and to be out of that pain. Okay. So that's one way that that's probably the biggest way that I'm just like, it doesn't even affect me that I have to eat in such a restrictive way. (laughs) But um, outside of that, I think if you're really focused on, I mean, you really focus on what you, I mean, what you can have and not what you can't have because obviously it's not going to match up. But, and I think it comes with a lifestyle change as well. Um, It makes it a lot easier to implement a certain diet if you're committed to it all around, not just at mealtime. Yeah, I totally understand. Now, what else are you doing besides paleo? to support yourself in healing? Um, well, for I, my most recent protocol that's addressing kind of my whole body is the PK protocol, which is an IV oral, uh, an oral supplement uh, treatment that is supposed to, that heals my body at a cellular level with, um, phosphatidylcholine and some other IV um, IV supplements. So it's not a drug-based infusion, um, and that's so that's like my medical treatment that I'm doing right now. And then I'm also doing um, acupuncture. I just started that. Uh, we found a local guy, so that made it a lot easier. Yeah. And then I also see a allergist um, in New York City to help with my histamine and mast cells because those have been those have gotten very overactive throughout the whole Lyme thing, and so that is a Chinese herbal supplement cream and bath salts that I use and that's that's another treatment that I'm doing. Just to try and calm everything down, huh? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm an acupuncturist also, so I'm curious. How was your treatment? You just got back from a treatment, right? Yep. Can I ask you how it went? Oh, it went good. Um, So I have my, so the allergist, in New York city does acupuncture. She does that as part of her treatment. Oh, cool. But I have found that who I am going to now is, I definitely can see the results right away. And so, yeah, it went, it went well. (laughs) So what do you notice after your treatments? Um, so we are specifically kind of targeting all my like, abdomen pain but then if I come in with another pain like a headache or sometimes I'll get um, pain up the side of my legs that makes it hard to walk mm-hmm. so those when we treat them they will go away on the spot um, but the overall we're treating my GI pain and it has certainly decreased the degree of my pain. Um, and I've just been going, I think a couple months. So 
that's great. <laughs> Good. Thanks for the acupuncture plug. <laughs> <laughs> I think the more people who go, the better. So I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy to hear you going as well. Now you've got a blog, right? And so what are you? What are you? What message are you trying to get out there to people? What What are you trying to teach people with chronic Lyme? Well, well, first of all, I'm trying to get, you know, the word of chronic Lyme out there. Oh, uh, um, so just the basics like it still exists, right? Yeah, yeah. It's cr- it's just, crazy that people still question that. I yeah, I I agree. <laughs> um so get the word about obviously chronic Lyme, but then I those I'm trying to, well, I, I like to share a lot of the recipes that come along with my autoimmune and auto, uh, paleo eating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and then I also share like health articles that just have to do with general, I don't know if you call it general, but like health topics. I, I like to focus on like the scientific aspects, but overall, um, pretty much, well, get beyond the bite, um, to get beyond just because I feel like people with chronic Lyme, when they first figure out that they have it, they just focus on the infection and getting rid of the infection and then they'll be fine. But Lyme is so much more than that. And usually by the time that you figure out you have Lyme, the degree of damage in one's body is much more than just a simple infection. So I try and talk about all the different, like, all my different experiences of what damage it caused in my body and how I'm using diet and lifestyle to help fix it. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's so needed. I, I, my favorite analogy, especially this winter, is that uh, we're all little snowflakes and enough snowflakes and we create a storm. Yeah, people will have to pay attention. So it sometimes it seems like we're not very strong or powerful or have a huge reach out there, but every little bit uh, adding up and piling up, and soon you're buried in snow. Yeah. <laughs> how cold? Speaking of that, how cold was it for you guys today? Um. Do you remember? Did you look? Sing, uh, single digits. I think it might have gotten up to 20, though, which is like a heat wave. Wow, that's a total heat wave. <laughs> We're, yeah. I'm in central New York, um, so probably eh, probably about six hours from you west, west of Albany. And we started yep. the day at negative 17. And oh, wow. It's, I mean, it gets that cold about every three or four years. But it's it's just been brutal, and today it got up to three. <laughs> wow, that's that's really cool. Yeah, I know, and it feels like a heat wave. It's so sad. <laughs> yeah, our blood's gotten pretty sick. Oh. So, what's your website? Give me the URL. Uh, Beyond the Bite for Life dot com, and the four is a uh, number four. Okay, so beyond the bite, the number four. Life. Life. Okay, beyond the bite for life. Dot blogspot.com. Okay, perfect. That's great. Well, 
Thank you for your time. Is there anything else that you want to say in wrapping up? Oh, um, I would say that for anyone that is in similar shoes with a uh, health condition or battling Lyme, that I believe that there is always hope in finding healing, even when it can seem very helpless and frustrating because I personally experience that, you know, quite frequently, but then I'm always reminded that there's hope for finding healing. And I think that can go a long way in just day-to-day life. (laughs) Yeah. And, so on your journey, do you feel like you're winning the battle? Do you feel like there, you know, you've crested the hill or are you still climbing up to kind of, where, where do you think you are? Um, I would say some days it definitely feels like I'm not winning, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I would say when it comes down to it all, I would say I am on the path to winning. I'm not necessarily someone that has fully conquered it and found their way that has completely, you know, healed them and brought them back to full health. But I definitely think my body is on the right, in the right direction and coming to conquering it. I just, I mean, it takes, it takes so much time. <laughs> yeah, it really does. And here's a, do, or, so do you think, and this is kind of like an unfair question, but I'm going to ask anyway, because I don't think there's a particularly right answer to it. Do you think that you can be cured from it or is it something you think you just manage, learn to manage with and live with in a much better way? Hmm. Well, yeah, that's a hard question because I always see Lyme as, there's Lyme, there's the infection, and there's the co-infection, and then there's the effects of Lyme. Okay, and okay. That's how I see it. So I think to a certain extent, um, depending on what the effects are, I think you can heal from those. And I think if you get your body strong enough, it can, it can, it can keep the infection if there is any left because I mean, it's really hard to imagine getting all forms of spirochete strains out of you just because of the way that they can hide and right. out in your body. Yep. But if you can, like, yeah, if you can get to a point where your body, there's not enough to cause havoc in your body. Mm-hmm. Oh, how am I answering this? <laughs> um, I think you can, I've seen people conquer it completely heal from it completely um so i don't think it's impossible and that is certainly my goal is to get beyond just dealing with the conditions that it's giving me right so overall i think i think yes you can um but i'm not sure it's i mean it's not the same for everyone so it totally isn't 
And so yeah. what you correct me if I'm wrong, what you're saying is that so first there's the stage where you've got the the infection going on and then you manage that, you know, either you completely get rid of it or you get it to the point where it's mostly hiding. And then after that, what you're talking about, it sounds like what you're going through is now it's time to clean up after the Borrelia. The aftermath, yeah. Yeah, it's like heal your nerves as much as you can and heal your gut as much as you can and get your energy back and your psychology back and all those kind of things, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there always comes the issue of co-infections, which I've dealt with a lot. But I I think um, if you can get your body to a point where it's strong enough to fight off those co-infections as well, then it it just comes back to the effects of all that. Yeah. That's enough. It is not a simple process, but you know that better than I do. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. All right. Terrific, Gabriella. Thank you so much. You've been very kind sharing your knowledge and your experience and your time. And, uh, oh, thank you for, thank you for reaching out and having me. You're welcome. And it's, BeyondTheBiteForLife.blogspot.com, right? Yep. All right. Everybody go visit. <laughs> it's a <laughs> great – I love your blog. It has a lot of great information on it. You're doing a great job. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Great episode. I'm really impressed that she's, you know, she's a few years younger than I am, and she's already a certified expert on – what is it? A primal blueprint certified expert. So yeah, she's done her homework, hasn't she? Yeah, she is, and it's really impressive when you know she was a teenager when she started doing all this stuff. So it's always really impressive to me when teenagers put themselves out there and start educating themselves and and, uh, and doing the things that she's been doing. Uh, she's working hard to educate herself and to then spread that knowledge, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard work putting out uh, episodes every week, <laughs> as we know, right? And she constantly churns out more blog posts. So hats off to Gabriella there. Okay. I want to mention we're, we're starting. We're on the front end, the planning stages of putting together a new project. We're going to be creating a library of information, uh, some about basic, basic health, uh, some about uh, immune system issues. It's all going to be about defeating chronic Lyme disease by boosting your immune system. So keep an eye out for that. We'll be updating you as it gets closer to being released. And the other thing I want to point out is on our website, we do have a free report. Aurora, tell us a little about the report. Yep. It is the Lyme Ninja Brain Frog. Brain Frog? I said Brain Frog. Ribbit. Brain, brain Fog Protocol. Um, what we've put together is six strategies um, for detoxing and just redu- and that help reduce brain brain fog. Absolutely, there are six things that you probably already know about, but put together, there's a great synergy between them. This is what the experts have been telling us over the past six months. We've been doing these interviews, and they're great tips that you can do at home uh, to experiment. You know, we're not giving medical advice here, but it's really something that uh, anybody can do on their own and really help to get their brain functioning optimally. So to do that, simply go to the website, visit this episode, and you'll see the information there. Just click on the button there and give us your best email and uh, we'll send it off to you.
And as always, there's one more thing. Aurora, what's the Lime Ninja fact of the day? Did you know that ninjas can find a needle in a haystack? Lime Ninja Radio is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized medical advice. Lime Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lime Ninja Radio and its guests. Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering any new treatment.